The Friday Reporter launched in March of 2021 as a conversation with today's journalists and has expanded to include newsmakers, lawmakers, image makers, and just about anybody who's in the news or the news adjacent business. The podcast is in partnership with PR Daily and is part of the Big Wig Podcast Network. If you like the show, please hit the subscribe button to make sure you've got ready access to the latest conversation. And if you've got an idea for a great guest, don't forget to send your ideas to Lisa at FridayReporter.com. Well, hello, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Friday Reporter podcast. Today's guest is, I think, one that everybody that listens to this show and really everybody that's been locked up for three years needs to hear. My great friend, Margot Lilly, is a D.C. Metro-based personal stylist and also my dear, dear friend. And she's going to tell us how the rules have changed and what in the world it is we're supposed to be doing with ourselves these days. Margot, thanks for being with me. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. How in the world does a girl get into this business? Tell me a little bit about your background. Like, how did it all get started? Right. So I have been like thinking about this and then overthinking it and then realizing that it really, I fell into it so naturally. So I'm one of seven girls. Um, I loved playing dress up as a child and I always loved being the center of attention. So it was just like, I would put on plays, I would put on all the costume jewelry and, you know, prance around the house, jump up on the piano bench and sing and with my, you know, pretend microphone. And so I always loved kind of being front and center, um, and playing dress up and then, I started working retail um, from high school through college and after. And then when I got married, I became Margaret Lilly. And I knew that I had this vision of helping women just have fun with their with their wardrobe and with their dressing. So I, I started Lilly's Closet back mm-hmm. in 2006. And then I moved overseas to Jordan and Bulgaria had kids in the process of all that um, right before moving overseas. And then when I came back, I decided um, to relaunch as Margot Lily stylist. And, um, you know, I, I just, it, working with people and helping them to navigate their wardrobes, shopping their closets, finding the hidden gems, it brings me so much joy. And it's really, I consider myself a fashion enthusiast. I just love working with people and creating, you know, fun looks in their closets. Well, and you're so good at it. I mean, full disclosure, I have been a client because even right after I had kids myself, I was struggling to figure out like what my look was. So right. uh, we, we were introduced through a fundraiser event and you came and you in the tiniest closet I had in my 1940s house. Uh, we've expanded the closet since, of course, but yeah. uh, you it's came in gorgeous. and took all of my things out of my closet and left me with like six hangers. I'll never forget it. And in <laughs> fact, it, it may be that's a small exaggeration, but it was like, these things yeah. are so cute, but they're retired. And you send them off into their merry way, whether they need to be recycled, because you're super good about that. Like what can be repurposed and sent away? What needs to go to be gone for good? But the other thing I love is that you also help people have fun with what they have, right? Figuring out ways to repurpose what's there. So that's the cool thing about the way you've built this business. Yes. 
And um, I think that is the key to the whole thing is working with what you own, but then realizing maybe that there are some gaps in your closet. And so where I come in is going through and doing that edit and then creating this, hopefully not too long of a shopping list of items to fill in the gaps and bring the entire wardrobe together. And very often the items are, are basics. You yeah. know, they're just like the white tee, the button down shirt, the, um, the great fitting pair of jeans, the blazer, you know, like because you may sneaker, have some... like things that you like naturally would be going out to buy anyway, but you help yes. identify what the best things are that match with what you've got. The best I love things, it. Where to go for it. Um, and I realize, you know, people are on a range of budgets. And so I definitely will gravitate accordingly, you know, and pull from different sources, um, and different price points. And I've had people so. say to me, people that I've referred you out to clients who are reimagining their, their vision and their own style, stepping into like a more executive role, trying to find out how to grow into that look right. comfortably in their own space. You're so good at saying like, you know, who do you, who do you want to look like? What icon sort of stands out to you as someone that's yeah. your personal you know, whether it's your personal style or what you'd like your style to be, because mm -hmm. people always say, oh, is she going to dress me in something that's uncomfortable or different or not me? And I said, no, actually, Margaret absolutely finds your own authentic look, which I dig so much uh, about the way you do it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I used to send out a questionnaire prior to the edit. That is something that I need to reinstate asking who is your fashion icon? And, very often we will just talk about it naturally. And, you know, I definitely want people to be in their comfort zone, just being their, their best selves, you know, and, um, and feeling great, yeah. you know, in what they have on so that they don't feel like they're wearing someone else's wardrobe, you know, That's they a big feel piece. like the, their best selves. Yeah. Like, and it's a big piece of what better. I when I, not to interrupt, but it's a big piece of the way we train when we talk about public speaking is to wear clothing that makes you like something that makes you feel terrific because yeah. there is something about putting on a, even if it's a dress you've worn a dozen times or a suit that, you know, probably is on its way out. If it makes you feel dynamite, put it on because it's going to give yeah. you that much more confidence in front of the podium, in front of the audience. And it's just, Absolutely. yeah. And if it's a ball skirt <laughs> and with a fitted sweater, so be it. I yeah. mean, I really want women, and I know Washington in particular can be a very serious, you know, um, atmosphere. I want women to play a little more with their silhouettes, with their fashion, but feel like they're in their own skin. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery 
and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. Um, so yeah, maybe it's with a bold color, you know, mm-hmm. up on stage. It's the fuchsia blazer, that pop, or um, it's let you know, it's a leather. God forbid anyone, you know, <laughs> make leather a daytime Washington look. But you could wear your double-breasted leather blazer um, with an t- adorable tweed skirt, you know? Um, you see that in Europe all the time. I mean, you do. it means you like people are having a great, great, a better, they're having more fun there than we are. They're here. having more fun. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're having more fun. And I think, you know, especially in the cities where the fashion is like rooted from, New, you know, Paris, New York, Milan, and then it trickles slowly down into DC <laughs> and you're like, it's going to be okay, guys. Yeah. Like we can do this. Yeah. Like, let's have fun. I know. I love that. And I I think too, as we talked to even before we got on the call today, so much of our, the way we look and the way we dress has changed because of the pandemic. Um, Things have become more casual. Talk to me a little bit about trends now as we get into that. Like what are people, do we always have to wear a tie if we're a man? Do we always have to wear a skirt if we're a woman? Like, tell me a little bit about some of the trends you're starting to see emerging. So I definitely think um, out of the pandemic came like the elevated sportswear look. So especially in menswear, um, I mean, not that this would work in on the hill, but like dressing up joggers mm-hmm. sort of became a thing. Now I would say, and then also to that point, the hybrid, like the hybrid shoe. So it's like the rubber soled leather shoe for a man. Um, women obviously are not wearing that, but, um, I think more relaxed silhouettes in general are, have emerged from that. Um, the oversized blazer, the wide leg trouser. And I do feel that the trouser in particular is becoming the new jogger. So like you're throwing on as a woman, you're throwing on or man, but women in particular, the menswear dressing, you're putting on your trouser that's relaxed mm-hmm. so you can move and breathe, but then you're throwing on like a cute sneaker, kick, tennis shoe, whatever you want to call it. You're yeah. throwing on your cute kick with that. Um, and perhaps it's black. It might not be the bright white that, you know, has become so common, um, but you're, we're playing with shapes more. You're not necessarily wearing that cigarette pant that ankle length you know very classic silhouette with your suit jacket and your flats Mm. so you talk about the wide leg trouser especially and I love that but how does that for so long we were suiting up so tell me a little bit about about suiting for women especially yeah separates not the same I've seen a lot of monochromatic though yes a lot of mono sets are a thing I mean that's the thing it's like monochromatic dressing but the separate as in wearing that trouser with a t-shirt and blazer wearing 
the trouser with a t-shirt and perhaps it's like a leather jacket, a leather motorcycle jacket, mm -hmm. or it's the trouser with the Chanel inspired shorter jacket. That's so cute. But then you're like popping your collar underneath and perhaps allowing your blouse to go untucked, you know, mm -hmm. and that's like that relaxed nod to, you know, the casual dressing. Yeah. We prefer something that's more comfortable, but that looks style. So more menswear style, but also yeah. comfortable, but professional. Comfortable, but professional. And then the monochromatic dressing. Absolutely. It's like the head to toe, all one color. Maybe it's just the neutral, the neutrals. Maybe it's the bold colors, you know, maybe you're just gravitating to red which is definitely the, the color of fall in a little pop here and there maybe it's in the lip color or your belt your shoe your bag um if you don't want to do the head to toe red suit um but it's it is interesting to see that i think people grew are so tired of the leggings and joggers that we are we're leaning a little more back in the suiting direction, but yeah. the suit has been reinvented in sure. a more, more relaxed way. Sure. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I love it because I think that, um, I look back at those cigarette pants and I, well, I haven't stepped on the scale in a while. I don't think I gained weight over COVID cause I was doing the best I could to keep my act together, but those pants don't fit the same way anymore. Like now that you right. put them back on, it feels right. like someone else's clothing. Um, I agree. 100. And the same, and the same for the shoe. I think a lot of people, a lot of my friends have given up two things since COVID they've given up the underwire bra, sorry, boys. And they've given up the heel, right? The heel. So like now the, sh the shoes have changed too, especially for women. The shoes have changed. Um, I feel like we're seeing a lot more of a platform mm -hmm. as opposed to, to allow for more comfort, but we're also seeing ballet flats, um, a Mary Jane, like, so cute, feminine, almost a little, you know, um, little girl, like mm -hmm. playful whimsy. Um, and you're tossing those little flats or ballet flats with that Mary Jane strap. You're tossing that on perhaps with your suit. I mean, it is this, there, there's a sort of unexpected way of pairing things now that's considered chic, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and I think, you know, I've always loved making things your own and not following that basic silhouette that everyone else is wearing. So I think people are embracing that more, like mixing things up and going for the flat with your suit, as opposed to the stiletto that you can barely hobble around in. Yeah. It's like enough is enough. Absolutely. No, a lot of friends have, 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 have told yes. me they've broken up with those two in general. And you're so right. As we think about the guys too, they're wearing that great shoe that has the rubber bottom, but the leather top, right? How can the guys have fun though? I mean, they literally, I almost, I, I, I as sometimes I envy them because they get up, they put on their uniform and they march out the door. Whereas we have to sort of think about it a little bit more, but how do they have fun? You know, I will tell you that growing up with the seven, seven girls, I was number six. And then we had the brother at the end who was like the forgotten one. Now <laughs> I have two sons. Love you, Jimmy, my brother. But now I have two sons and I am like so bored with their dressing because they don't want to doll up. They don't want to be sported out in crew cuts attire yeah, right. um, and they're getting too big also. But if, you know, my husband's another story and I, 
try my best to encourage fun sort of um, silhouettes and different textures. I love a leather jacket for, mm. for a guy and I don't want them to be afraid of that. Um, and again, mixing your textures. So like a tweed sport coat, you know, um, the the pant, I would say for the, the man in DC, this isn't going to work, but it's like the track pant has mm. definitely, you know, become a, their new jogger yeah but it's it's like it's the relaxed super relaxed daytime into nighttime look I mean I'm seeing people now this is not happening perhaps in DC but <laughs> wearing the track pant dressing it up for a black tie wedding I mean really it, it's, and this is like a straight leg man's track pant yes yes does it have stripes um, on the side it can but it doesn't have to um. now I like a little more of a subtle stripe, like a black on black or a, yeah. you know, where you can see it, but it's not pronounced. <clears throat> not pronounced. It isn't, it's not like the Adidas. Yeah. That's because that, that's stripe, what I first thought of. <laughs> white stripe, black pant. Yeah. But, you know, I also just, I, I'm also seeing though the polar opposite of that, which is the more tailored, like five pocket, not just jeans, but like a chino or a, you know, a stretch. What am I trying to say? Like a, a stretch twill. Okay. Yeah. That's not a jean, but it's, it's how a guy can translate his denim into day at the office in separates. Yeah. So, um, as you can see, menswear is not where my heart is, yeah. but that yeah. doesn't mean I won't work with men or I don't work with men. Sure. I just, you know, I feel like we can, Hey, men can play with color too. Let's that's, do it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the ones that I'm seeing, and it's been so long that, you know, it used to be that you would mix textures or you would mix patterns. So your tie would be paisley and your shirt would be like a big check and that would be a great look. That's kind of gone out or gone away, I think a little bit. And we're getting back to more classic styles, but it seems to me too, when you look at men's and women's wear, it's a lot of like the great tweed. It's like the, 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 the traditional styles, but it's just your, what you're saying is that the silhouette itself is actually adjusting. Yeah, I think so. Thank you for yeah. summarizing. Yeah, that makes so much I sense. I left out, sorry to interrupt you, I left out um, the loafer is huge yeah. in the shoes. Um, sh- like both in men, men's and women's shoes, but particularly in women's wear, <clears throat> excuse me, the loafer is like, you have to have it in your life. Now, whether you choose that a more aggressive platform or lug sole, or you just go with like the um, less, you know, in your face, just penny like loafer. Classic style. Yeah. Eighties. Yes. <laughs> that is definitely like you have, you need, you need one in your life and you're wearing it with your trouser. Like you are wearing it in, in that way of it's going to be, it's going to be super comfortable and you're going to rock it and add a little, you know, a gold, little gold hardware. I mean, you could, you're fine. We're seeing them. They're not, it isn't just the boring penny, right? Right. It's like, there's a gold trim. It's got or some kind of other. Yeah. Shine. Nice. 
which is so. great. My little 80s heart is so happy because I had several, <laughs> several pair of penny yes. loafers in high school. Oh I know, yes. I'm dating myself we now, all, but it was a look. <laughs> we all need them. I'm looking at my notes here just to make sure I've not left out. Um, no, I think... How are you telling, because there's, there's other things to think about too. So you talk about clothing and silhouettes. Amazing. I think, I still think, sorry guys, I still think it's harder to be a woman to get dressed during the day. Um, especially now, especially since COVID I've had enough of my closet. The whole thing is exhausted to me and I want it all. I want to make it go to goodwill and start over. Of course, I don't have a bank account (laughs) that supports that plan. So we'll have to think that through, but other things to think about that I'm curious about from you are trends with jewelry and trends with makeup. What kinds of things are you recommending to your clients in terms of at one point there was like a really bold necklace style and lots of bracelets, other things like where are you, where are you guiding your clients uh, in terms of jewelry? What kinds of jewelry should we be? So I feel like we shouldn't be afraid to mix, mix things up, mix your metals, mix your pearls with perhaps a gold chain, but keep one of them, you know, bolder than the other. So you don't want like a big heavy necklace necessarily. Now to each their own, have have fun sure. and feel comfortable. But um, I love the idea of the delicate pearl necklace with a gold chain or, you know, layered bracelets, but in, you know, some delicate, a few delicate versions. And then maybe, maybe that just is with your watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and as far as makeup, I mean, I love, I personally always love the bold lip. I am not rocking that today, but I love that reddish coral, you know, 1950s, 60s lip as my biggest accessory some days. Like when you're wearing a white tee or a oversized button down shirt and jeans, add the red lip and that is like all you need. That's so good to um, hear. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's not something I'm terribly comfortable with, but I do think that the one thing I've told other people to check in is to definitely go to the makeup counter. Definitely ask them for some counsel about what colors to, to that'll work for your skin tone. Yeah. And I love, um, Bobby Brown's new line, um, Jones road, Mm -hmm. because I feel like it has a ton of moisture to it. So I use their, um, they have this great miracle bomb. Mm-hmm. I use that on my face and you layer it and it's just like, I've, I've got it and I like it. And some people like hate, it. and some people hate it. So some like, it's just it. a matter of like what your it's own true. personal preference is. That's been great for me. And then I don't know, there, there's just, I love playing with makeup. So you have to, you know, but I agree with going to the your preferred makeup counter and getting advice and then going from there mm-hmm. so that you feel like yourself, not like, you know, um, that you're wearing costume. Makeup, right. You know, well, because makeup. it won't feel right. You won't feel like yourself and you won't be, right. you won't be confident, which is what we're really going for here. So we're, we're going for confidence. Right. Absolutely. So when you are preparing, um, yourself for, I know, cause you do a lot of after your sessions with your clients, you will, go back and you will check um, like where, and you'll make recommendations. You actually offer them a shopping list um, depending on, you know, what the client's uh, engagement level is where you actually give them advice, places to go and shop and see. Are there, are there sites? Are there resources? Are there places people can go? I'm not necessarily asking for your favorite place to shop. 
right. except there have been in the past, you've, you've offered to me like, um, there was a site once that you re- recommended that I have since used several times called shop style, where if yeah. you're looking for something, you can actually type in the search terms that you're looking for and it'll give you a range. What yes. kinds of resources do yeah. you use, um, as you're offering know. ideas to people? So funny, Lisa is very often because I spend most many of my days scrolling. Mm-hmm. I am always, you know, I am doing so much scrolling. It is probably not good for, for my, for, for me, <laughs> but, um, I have started and this sounds so basic, but I will Google the item and okay. then you do get a range of, um, and I remember when I used to recommend shop style, but nowadays I just feel like the search engine is Google. You find everything there and then you, you know, click and scroll accordingly. Um, I also, I find a lot of inspiration on um, outside of the U S as well. So like matches.com is a British retailer and they have, I mean, it's luxury goods. They do have a range of price points but I feel like the inspiration is endless with them. And so then I will, I'll get my inspiration and then I'll find it at uh, more moderate, more affordable price points for clients because sure. not everyone wants to spend $2,000 on, you know, a jacket. A, a great, yeah. A great overcoat or whatever the case, right. Um, right. which I think is fantastic. Um, I love that you do that. You give the ranges, you give people a recommendation, you know, obviously yes. if you want to splurge, we see this all the time when we look in the magazines anyway, it's like the splurge or the save. Right. And so like you can yes. find just about anything, but I'm always curious Absolutely. where you, where you source your information from. So that's great. Cause Google is, you know, as it, it is this, it is the search uh, engine to that's got all the information. They certainly do all the advertising and everything there. So, and then I've also been doing a little bit of um, pre-loved shopping, not necessarily, it depends on the client because they do offer a sustainable package where we can shop um, vestiaire or the real, real um, both just luxury consignment apps. And you can find an amazing array of, from vintage to, I mean, the item that's at the, at, you know, Neiman Marcus right now, it's been worn twice, you know? So I love the idea of, you know, re reinventing someone else's piece as your own and sort of the upcycle way of dressing. Which is good, which is, I think what a lot of people are doing and they're doing it too with, with circular fashion. So where they're going mm-hmm. to like a rent the runway or uh, there's, there's dozens of them now. Right. Yes. And that's another resource that people can use to get access oh, to higher, sure. you know, higher price point items that they borrow and then send back. Oh yeah. And because it's fun to have a little taste of that without breaking your bank account. Right. Um, and you know, we all deserve to experience the <laughs> high end fashions of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then vintage. I am a huge um, proponent of vintage shopping. So I love to go to DC, Big Flea. I don't know if people are familiar with that, but it happens, I think, quarterly at the Dulles Expo Center. And oh my gosh, the the women and men, the people bringing in the vintage there are, I mean, it's just a 
treasure trove. Oh my gosh. Pieces. I have to go. I'm dying to go. This is the second time you've told me about this. So we'll go together. Okay. Perfect. So, okay. Before I let you go today, I want you to, um, I have two questions. First okay. off, um, tell me so that my guests can, or not my, excuse me, my audience can get a sense of the kinds of, uh, levels of packages you do. You don't have to talk about price points. Obviously they can find that on your website, which is margolilystylist.com. But you actually yes. offer a beautiful range of services. Tell yes. me just a little bit about that. And then I'm going to ask you who your style icon is. Not sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving so, you advance, advance notice. So let it be processing oh, in the back of your mind. About it. Um, yes. So as far as my packages, I start with a package called the mini. And basically it's a, I guess it's a, it's a three hour assessment. We go through your closet. Um, I like to stick to two seasons at a time. So the current season, mm -hmm. if for people who have a ton of clothing, so we'll do fall, winter, let's say right now. Um, and we go through every item. We retire um, pieces. We, as we go, we come up with a shopping list of items you need to fill in the gaps. I will give some styling feedback on what to wear with certain pieces. Um, and then I follow up with your shopping list um, and some, and we'll include a couple of links there. There's also one that's just the, it's a step up from that where we're going through every item. We are creating the list, but we're also creating looks and taking photos of the looks. So that is more of a, um, I would say like a five hour um, package. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'm trying to think of what else we can shop, you know, we can pound the pavement together. I will do um, mood boards for people based on, you know, like if someone has a conference coming up and they need ideas, I will put together a mood board either on Pinterest or just of links for people um, and they can shop virtually just to save time. I love that. I am finding that there isn't as much in the stores um, as there was. And so the stores are slowly catching up, but there's so much more online. Yes. Once we've taken your measurements, I can, um, you know, pick out things accordingly, labels, brands that will work for your body type. Yeah. Um, so, and then some people work, um, pay me monthly and I can answer fashion questions texts, you know, the whole nine for the person that really has a more demanding sure. job, whether it's whatever, executive or some advice. elected official or someone that really needs some regular consulting. Yes. Yeah. Got yes, it. For sure. That's amazing. Okay. It's the hardest, so the hardest, it. it is so fun and it's fun to do because you make it so fun. You make me not feel bad yeah. about the fact that I'm still hanging on to some things that need to be sent away oh years ago. Yeah. Uh, but well, also I try to be gentle with people, you know, and you, and some people can handle more than others, you know, like I consider myself a friendly, you know, sweet, nice person. And so I'm going to go easy on you, but there are people who just want you to be like, a little, a little meaner yeah. about, what, yeah. <laughs> about what needs to go. So <laughs> I think that that's so good. All right. Yeah. Last question. Style icon. Who is it? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this isn't necessarily, it's not an actual person in the world, but it is from a movie, Renee Rousseau mm -hmm. from the Thomas Crown Affair. 
is decked out in Celine head to toe. And I love, I love French labels. Celine is my ultimate. Um, and of course, way, way above my budget, <laughs> but course. I love her look. Awesome recommendation. Now I have to go watch the Thomas Crown Affair because Celine has some of the most beautiful things. I just saw a woman with a bag today in the supermarket and uh, I nearly tracked her down just to say like, she looked like a million bucks because it's like the, I couldn't yeah. afford it if I wanted it, but I did see it and it was like to die for. Hey, um, go on to this year. You might, you might be surprised. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> or that winning yeah. lottery ticket. Uh, or the winning lottery ticket. All right, yeah. my friends and my audience, please, please. MargoLilyStylist.com. She is a, she is a whiz. She is fantastic. She's also <laughs> my favorite friend in the whole world. But she's also helping men and women feel confident every single day, which is a big piece of what I coach when I talk about public speaking and, and even, you know, being with the media. So feeling great about yourself, feeling confident and having just a great look that's authentic to you is what Margaret does for a living, which is why she is my dear friend. And I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you so much, Lisa. This was super fun. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Friday Reporter Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I love having this show. I love you to be part of it. Thanks again. Thanks to PR Daily for being a partner. And thanks to the folks at Big Wig Podcast for letting us be part of their network. See you soon.